Well, AMD shares are slumping, lowering its third quarter guidance, warning of a weaker than expected PC market. Let's discuss what this means for the entire semiconductor space and bring in our panel. Kim Forrest is with us, founder, chief investment officer at Boca Capital Partners, and Jordan Strauss, managing director at Kroll. Thank you both for being here. Kim, your thoughts, because now we've seen several names in the group, Micron, NVIDIA, AMD, I think Samsung has put out some stuff. Tell me a little bit about the weakness that some of these companies are alluding to. Sure, well, I think everybody has been taken by surprise at how quickly PC sales have affected the semiconductors. We kind of thought, we being just investors, thought that AMD had grabbed a great big chunk of data center um, sales, but it looks like they ha are very reliant on PCs still. And I think with Micron's also, uh, Micron and uh, Hynix and I think Samsung, all of those memory chip makers that go into uh, not only PCs, but devices for regular people, consumer devices, um, it looks like that is a slowing trend as well, and everybody has been taken by surprise. And in the meantime, the U.S. does impose new export controls on semis to China. This is something we've been talking about, Jordan. Are any of these kinds of moves helping? So, Nicole, first of all, it's, it's great to be back, and Kim, good to see you. The, the key here is to focus on long term. You know, chips are a key national security asset. The U.S. government, in a bipartisan way, recognized this recently with the passage of the CHIPS Act. And by the way, we're already starting to see dividends with many billions of dollars in new fabrication investments and billions of dollars in R&D to come here at home. European governments are passing similar laws. There are going to be ebbs and flows, but I mean, if we think about the beginning of the pandemic, when it was impossible to get PPE, when 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 hospitals were rationing K95 masks, right, that all happened because there wasn't a domestic ability to produce uh, PPE. And chips are exactly the same thing. There's been a huge increase in concern about Western dependency on Eastern production. That's going to cause investment, much of it government-backed. Over time, that will create additional uh, capacity and it'll help most of these companies. It's, it's a really interesting time because these are obviously what we need in the next decade to do everything and anything, whether it's autos or personal uh, PCs or anything, mobile. Kim, you, you have names that you like and I believe you own, Intel, AMD, Micron. And even though some of these names have been warning are you still bullish on the stocks? I am because I have a longer time frame than a year. I think that's, uh, you never can forget that. If you're listening to Wall Street, their uh, timeline is at most a year, right? Like by uh, the sell side analyst. So um, thinking about that, I'm looking at internet of things and just productive uh, applications that are gonna have to replace people that we don't have. Um, you know, the big one of the, the conundrums of this economy is it's slowing down, but we still have tons of job openings. And that has to be filled by somebody, and that somebody's probably going to be technology, enabling people to do more with fewer people, right? And that, at a basis, is going to be done on a semiconductor chip. 
So that's why I'm bullish long term. I think these companies have great prospects. I love that um, both Intel and Micron are um, building out um, infrastructure and their fabs over here in the U.S., but I expect them to go into Europe and other areas of the world as well because, well, you don't want to be overly dependent on any one country. If that's the only thing we've learned from COVID, it's still a great thing to learn. Don't be dependent on one location for things that you need every single day. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Samsung, I mentioned Samsung earlier. Samsung, too, seeing profit plunge. So the whole group is facing all these hurdles, Jordan. Um, and I start to wonder, when you break it down, whether it's gaming or autonomous vehicles or vehicles in general or PCs, um, do you break it down and how do you invest in the semiconductor industry? Do you think about it that way? So Kim's point was a really important one, and I think we can expand that to include kind of greater national security and, and, and matters of state at large. You know, it's not just PCs, it's not just gaming, it's AI, it's the future of everything. And by the way, those right. chips that you use to, uh, to power large AI, uh, centers, right? Those are the same chips that you're seeing a little bit of a less less demand for because they're used for crypto mining rigs. And of course, there's been some softness in that market. Over the long term, chips are the new oil, right? We are as dependent on them as we are on sources for energy um, uh, for our national security. And that's true of every Western government and it's true of every Eastern government. So production here is going to continue. Development is going to continue. I completely agree with Kim. Over the long term, semiconductors are, are absolutely critical in everything that we do. Yeah, and you start to see that some of the companies are starting to make their own chips too. Um, and where does that fit in, Kim? I mean, it almost seemed like I never expected that to happen, but we started to see some of the companies trying to do exactly that. But at the end of the day, they can design any chip they want. It has to be built somewhere. And that's one of the reasons why we continue to like Intel. Intel has said, yes, we're going to always make our chips and develop chips, but we're going to have more capacity and we're going to rent that capacity out. And I think that's really, really smart. And one of the reasons why I like the, the company, even though it's just been beaten up, right? There's nothing that I can say to convince you that it hasn't. But looking forward, I think this company understands, and I love that, by the way, chips are the new oil. They are needed for national security, keeping people alive, keeping machines running. It's what makes America work now. Yeah, and you know, Micron said consumer demand, inventory-related headwinds were impacting um, the memory makers. At what point, Jordan, do these companies get back demand, get back some pricing power? Because this was a really hot sector. So, look, the only thing more volatile than the increasing frequency of change in the geopolitical environment, and by the way, Kroll is hearing from clients left and right about their concerns about their dependency on the East, and in particular, certain Eastern countries for manufacturing. The only thing more volatile than that over the last 40 years is memory chip prices. And, you know, there are going to be ebbs and flows. Eventually, and probably in the near future, we're going to need more processing power, more memory, whether it's for cars, whether it's for AI, whether it's for Internet of Things devices. Uh, you know, demand will pick up. 
there will probably be a little bit of a glut of production in the very near term while these new fabrication plants come online. But again, that's a good thing long term for uh, particularly Western national security. We have to be able to have these things close at hand and have the ability to, to, to make things as the world becomes increasingly more complex. Yeah, and that's the whole point, too, is, is making more advanced chips, and that's what the administration is trying to hold off on giving the most advanced chips abroad. I saw um, that Samsung, for example, has laid out a roadmap for exactly that to produce its manufacturing, starting to manufacture, its most advanced chip in five years' time. So final thoughts here, Kim, as we move forward, because, you know, there was a time I would look, there's different things you can look at what drives the market, right? So now we get up, we look, are rates higher? Well, we know the market's going lower, right? You have that inverse relationship. Is the dollar higher? There was a time and days that I was watching the semiconductor group to know if they were higher, the market was higher. In this case now, that's not the, they're out right now, out of favor. Kim? Right. But, you know, um, I really do think that you have to have a very long-term perspective right now if you're buying these stocks and maybe just dollar cost average into them. If you've owned them at higher prices, buy a little down here. But we can't escape the fact that these things, even though they are driving the market lower, in time will drive it higher. And this is not what we've been taught in the past, which is chips are um, part of the basic um, business cycle, right? This, this is not a regular recession. This was caused by the shutdown of COVID, the impact of all the shutdowns in China, and then all of the outflow from that and stimulus. This is entirely not caused by, I don't know, people ordering too much just because they, they didn't know how much demand that they were gonna have or whatever, a normal business sort of thing. So we have got to give this time to normalize and become what it's going to become in the new world, right? Thank you both. Thank you so much. Kim Forrest at Boca Capital Partners. Jordan Strauss at Kroll. Thank you.